Hi, everyone. Pastor Galen, lead pastor at Shine Hills Church. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. We hope that these podcasts will be a real encouragement to you on your spiritual journey. You can also connect with Cheyenne Hills at CheyenneHills.org. Hope you enjoy the program. We are across the street and around the world. Cheyenne Hills. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And Nathan, welcome back. I know you've been kind of a, not a global traveler, but traveling <laughs> around the United States a little bit. And uh, uh-huh. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad to actually get off an airplane. I, you know, so many people have been stuck all over the country. You probably have read about well, that. Well, I, I have, but yeah. I'm hoping they get out, that out of their system because I'm traveling to Dallas uh, and... Uh, I don't want I don't want these super long delays in planes. Fifteen right. hours on a plane does not sound appealing. Right, right. I, now I didn't have any problems, but anybody trying to go back to the East Coast—that's what I've heard were. horror stories. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard some of the same things. So. Well, tell me a little bit about the last time we left off. You were going to go speak, I believe, is in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, Marana, Arizona, which Marana. is just outside of Tucson. Okay. Well, how did that go? What was oh, the conference? What did you talk about? It was glorious. It was our Statesman Academy. Okay. So Family Policy Alliance, Family Policy Foundation brings in legislators from all over the United States. Okay. And then um, all of the, the leaders of FPCs and many times their staff. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's a very large uh, uh, meeting. And we get together and talk about major policy. So um, how many in, just in general? So I believe it was right around 300. Oh, wow. And so good, it was a good, good group of folk. Yeah. And so one of the things, though, that um, that uh, they asked me to start everything off this year. Okay. And so I chose to jump right into the scripture talking about John the Baptist, where it says, he must increase and I must decrease. Oh, yeah. And so the, the question for me is, what is the proper disposition of a public servant? Oh, wow. And so when we try to lay that out, really what I'm getting at with the life of John the Baptist is he was a man who was on a mission, and he was on point on that mission. And so, and, and here's how I, how I explained it. I talked about how John the Baptist, his, his name was going everywhere. The crowds were huge. Mm-hmm. They were literally going out into the desert to watch this guy wearing a camel hair coat with locust and honey on his breath. Yeah. And he's baptizing people and he's preaching uh, a message of repentance. I mean, right. it's a really strong message. Yeah. And then one day he looks up and a face in the crowd, he says, he must increase and I must decrease. Wow. And to put that in a legislative perspective, I said, from that moment on, um, his crowd dwindled away. He couldn't give away campaign flyers. His com- campaign's uh-huh. fund uh, funds dried, uh, up. dried up, and yeah. and so he's now well, stuck with that row. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and we look at though when his disciples came to him and said, "Hey, you've got to do something about this because he's taking your message," and that was the context in which he said, "He must increase and I must decrease." Right. And so when we look at that, our, the proper disposition of a public servant is one of humility. Yeah. And uh, I, I, for years, I thought it was C.S. Lewis that made this statement, but really it was a guy named Ken Blanchard in the 1990s that said that genuine humility is not a man who thinks less of himself, but a man uh, who thinks of himself less. That's great. I've actually conf- used that. Yeah. I just think it's brilliant. Um, uh, a quote, and if you could live that way, oh, wow, that's real. Yeah. So when you when you talk about that as a, in a political realm, do you are you actually saying you know you know who who would want you would have increase around you? It's like I know I'm not the person for this next 
legislative session or how did you apply that? Or just, Mm -hmm. just the whole idea of just think of yourself less and think of others more. Well, no. So uh, it was to stay on mission. So here's the thing. Sometimes people will compromise on good things because they simply want to get reelected. Yeah. And so the moment of testing is at hand and they think of themselves rather than their mission. Oh, man. And what John the Baptist did is he thought Perfect. of his mission rather than of himself. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we've talked about that, yeah. whether it's, it's school board issues or it's like, you know, you think you have, or even any legislator, they go to, to legislation, many times go to Washington, D.C., and you think, okay, they have this certain worldview, I think they'll vote this certain way, and then they end up totally surprising you and disappointing. Yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to do. It's like, well, I'm trying to... I'm trying to live to fight another day. Right. Well, they don't fight the battle right there. Exactly. And it's, and uh, we're not calling for um, the uh, you know the dismissal of wisdom and thoughtfulness in and how you uh, make decisions in the immediate. Right. But so so often people will use the excuse of the immediate and forget the long term challenge that's in front of us all. Yeah. And so there has to be a spirit-filled understanding of what is my purpose here? Mm-hmm. And uh, am I here just to get reelected? Right. Or am I here to actually to stand serve, for truth? To stand for truth. That's And that's right. brilliant. Okay, so this is going to springboard into a, a, Oftentimes when I'm speaking, I'll... Uh, I'll refer to Kansas as the Holy Land out of just jest, all right? Because I'll, oh, I'll talk about someone just coming through the Holy Land, you know. And you know I grew up in Kansas, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, I so that. you probably told you this, the Holy Land story. Well, I'm a little disappointed in the Holy Land today. Uh, and I just wonder if you could kind of give us, enlighten us a little bit of what's going on. Uh, yeah. they, they passed some abortion legislation that it's like, what the heck? Well, the, the way this happened was the uh, Kansas Supreme Court, suddenly found in the Kansas Constitution a right to abortion, which was unprecedented. That happened, I think, either last year. I think it was last year sometime. Hmm. And uh, and so what they did is they had an opportunity to vote on a referen- referen- in a referendum to add a constitutional amendment that actually protected the right uh, to life of the unborn. And uh, sadly, yesterday, the re- as of this taping, Sadly, that went down, and mm. it failed and failed. Uh, the uh, vast amounts of money poured in from out of state mm. into Kansas because many other people in other parts of the country could see this as a real thing. But So I, I've been corresponding with some of my counterparts, one of them in Kansas, and they worked so hard. They hit, I forget, it was like 500,000 doors. Mm. They had tons of phone calls, and there mm. was a massive uh, levels of work that went in. But right toward the end, there was a lot of misinformation that started to come out, and it was advertisements playing on the TV, appealing of all things to certain kinds of conservative principles. And I'd love to tell you about some of the things that they said and uh, and and how it's so wrong. Okay, here's what I, I've got a question. Yeah. So this seemed like it happened in the middle of July, is that when the, this happened? Right. I mean, it's just been right. this last month. But that's because their primary happens at a different time than ours. This was uh, on the ballot. This was, they all went to the polls. Oh, gotcha. And their primary date, Wyoming's primary, most people think of it as being actually later than most in the country. I gotcha. In August, most people are having their primaries. They've already earlier. had their primaries. Right. So this was a ballot issue. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm tracking with you. So this yeah. is a ballot issue that the Kansas actually 
but you're thinking that there was a lot of in, misinformation. People That's were right. deceived. That's right. Really? Let's hear about yeah. this. Well, here's some of the advertisements uh, that they they add uh, they had on TV, and I won't play them for you. But one of them said this. Uh, it, it basically labeled the proposed amendment trying to protect babies in the in the womb. It labeled it as a government mandate, and here's what it said: It's a strict government mandate designed to interfere with private medical decisions. Kansans don't want another government mandate. Now, here's what they're saying: that it's a government mandate. Now, here's the here's the question: Should government mandate that we don't kill other people? Hmm. Is that a government mandate or is that the basic function yeah. of civil society? Right. But what they're doing is they're they're to just demonize that idea. Exactly. Wow. That was just one, and you can see the the t- the direction they take when they're in a otherwise red state. So here's another one. Um, this was mm-hmm. from a doctor. Do no harm. That's the oath we take as doctors. But now the government wants to force doctors to break that oath. Is a government mandate that could ban all abortions with no exceptions. Now here's the thing. When he says do no harm, he's talking about the mom. Brother, yeah. But what we're talking about is that the doctor should value them both. Yeah. That you don't do harm to the baby. Because when you look at, at abortion, literally the uh-huh. killing of a life. Yeah. So obviously we don't want harm to come to the mom. Right. We don't want harm to come to the baby. That would be the proper application of the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. did it pass overwhelmingly? Did it barely? I believe that the numbers right now are 6139. Is that right? Overwhelming. Wow. Here's another one they had. Um, wow. It was a, a mother talking about an abortion uh, needed to save her life. She said, it's an impossible choice. I had a three-year-old son at the time and a husband. If I didn't have an abortion, they would be without their mother and their wife. Now, here's the thing. Most of us understand when it comes to saving the life of a mother, no. that's triage. It's not abortion. You actually you do save the life of the mother, right? And and that that is that's saving a life. Yeah. And so there's another one. Um, it's an ad that basically tried to say that the amendment was extreme and just goes too far. It says abortion is already highly regulated. Taxpayer funding for abortion outlawed. Abortion after viability banned. Parental consult required. Now here's the thing: you still can have. All sorts of abortions in the state of Wyoming. So they're trying to say that anything that disagrees with with uh, any sort of abortion is an extreme position. And that's one of the things that we have to watch as Christians, that a lot of times just simply standing up for life or standing up for truth, people try to paint that as extreme. Yeah. And it isn't. Yeah. Um, truth is truth. Yeah. And one of the things is you can say the truth in love. Right. But one of the things that we run into is misinformation campaigns. Mm-hmm. And so. Okay. So what's this mean? Okay. In in Kansas now, there is this mean that abortions are going to be legal? Are they going to be? Can can a doctor now say I don't want to do abortion? And they but will they have to now? Well, I don't know about that particular nuance, but okay. what they do have is a number of abortion laws that have been passed over time to try to restrict it down. And um, what's happened is all of those now are in jeopardy. I mean, it could literally move this otherwise red state all the way to radical abortion extremes mm. because of the application of this Supreme Court decision. And that's the question that's that's at hand right now. Right. And so so how does this intera- interface with the Supreme Court decision. The Supreme Court said it, now it's the states decide, and then basically what you're saying is Kansas decided yeah. abortions are going to be legalized in our yeah. state. Is that correct? That's exactly right. That means that Roe versus Wade did not bring an end to the the overturning of Roe versus Wade. 
does not uh, did not bring an end to the conversation. Now, do you think this is going to be repeated in in other states? Are we going to have this? On, this it's not in the ballot in Wyoming, is it? No, it's not on the ballot in Wyoming. I didn't think but so. as you know, um, there was a uh, uh, an injunction filed in Teton County against our trigger law. And that oh, yeah. happened just in the last uh, about a week and a half. Just today, I, I've been in correspondence with our attorney general who will be defending the law and have put her in touch with a number of other very intelligent lawyers who know how to, who have uh, talked about this in other states as well. And so I really appreciate our state's response to this. Good. But I'll say uh, one of the things that we see is any sort of uh, 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 trying to reach out and limit the death of babies in the womb. People will try to label that as extreme. I got yeah. a call from a reporter uh, last week, and she said when when the governor uh, of Colorado, Jared Polis, um, put out his memorandum on it in Colorado, he basically tried to say it was just women's health care. Yeah. And, of course, I she asked what my comment was on that, and yeah. I said, you know, the idea of killing a child and calling it health care is Orwellian. Yeah. In its nature. I mean, it takes an idea and flips it exactly the opposite and says that that's what it's doing. Yeah. It's not health care. It's death care. Yeah. 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 The, 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 this whole argument has been, it, it is so vitriol on both sides. It's a, it's just amazing to me that, that, you know, I, here's my take on this, this is a little bit odd take, I think, but how would you like to stand before God someday and then be asked this question about, you know, your stance on abortion and know that you've got yourself recorded, you know, on tape saying with a sign that you're holding, you know, to to kill a baby or to, you know, standing for abortion. It's like, yeah, you're really making your your case difficult to, right. you know, it's making it easy for yeah. Almighty God to say, well, this is the, the camp and this is what I said about life. And this I'm the one that determines when life begins and ends. And uh, as difficult as some of those beginning and ending decisions are, and I will tell you, those are hard decisions. I'm not saying that's right. easy, <clears throat> especially those end of life decisions. Those are, you know, you, that's a tough, but still, God is still God, and he's still in charge of all those things, regardless of how I feel as a human. That's right. Right? And so I, I was like, okay, he's God. I'm going to try. We've got to live under his rule versus basically our own trying to, you know, trying to understand it on our own way. Mm-hmm. And so if man man left to his own devices, we're going to figure out all kinds of ways to justify just about anything. Right. Um, I don't know if you have one more thing about the Kansas law. If you do, that's fine. But I was wondering, so how's this? I know that there's a lot of talk about codifying. They use this word, codifying the abortion through legislation since the Supreme Court took its track. Uh, do you know anything about where we're at on that one? And if you had another Kansas thing, don't don't. Yeah, pass over sure. That. Well, so in the state of Wyoming right now, it's just that one particular court case. Otherwise, that trigger bill stands. Okay, and so Good. that's that's wonderful. But we have watched in other states, specifically some New England states, where they have passed uh, legislation that is extreme, so extreme. Okay. And uh, and so that is happening. That's yeah. happening in California right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're at that meeting in Arizona. My counterpart from California, uh, he got up and he has he's such a really sweet fella. 
and he tells a lot of bad news and he says, I know I'm here. I'm like your Debbie Downer. <laughs> he said, but y'all just pray for us, you know. Yeah. But it, there are some terrible things happening right now. Wow. And that means that the, the battle for life is not over. Yeah. And people have been saying this for a long time, hmm. that when Roe v. Wade is overturned, it doesn't mean that the battle's over. No, it actually sure. just begins. Yeah. Well, and all that they did, it was just said, okay, the states are going to decide. That's right. So it just, it takes it back to a, right. it really, to me, it brings this issue right into your, your front yard. Right. What do you believe about this? Right. It's not a, it's not a national issue now. It's right. a state issue. It's right in our front door. Right. And uh, to, to stand for or against, you know, it's going to be right. pretty well known where, right. where you stand. So. Well, that's one of those things. And I think this is a place for, for, for a Christian disposition here. Mm -hmm. When we talk about this, you know, sometimes the radical left loves to talk about uh, you're on the wrong side of history. And what they actually mean is unless you accept their extremely, what they call progressivist, which is actually a regressivist mm -hmm. ideas, that you're on the wrong side of their history. Their history, for sure. I love the way Martin Luther King one time phrased it, though. Because I think he got at the real heart of the matter, and this is the Christian disposition. He made this statement. I, I, I here it is, right, um, right here. The arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. Now, note this: he's not just talking about history; he's talking about the moral universe. It says that arc can bend, but it bends toward justice, and sometimes it's taking it takes a long time to get there. And here's the point: that the arc bent a lot toward justice uh, in June. With the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Sadly, though, there are some roadblocks that were propped up in Kansas. Mm -hmm. But know this, that right is always right. Mm. And that what is morally right and what will be seen forever in the moral universe and before the eyes of God, that is something that a Christian has to bear in mind yep. with every decision. So even if polls are against us, yeah. well, and, and actually, here's the thing. I, I've got to say this before we go. <laughs> The polls in Kansas, so the vast majority of people are opposed to abortion in the second and third trimester. Yeah. And what the legislation was doing was moving that all the way to no abortion. But even though um, that particular piece of uh, uh, that particular amendment failed, it doesn't mean that people are pro-abortion in, in all circumstances. For sure, yeah. And so... There's a lot of debate to be had. Yeah, and so, so these these kinds of things can be revoted on. Is that what you're saying? This could come oh, yeah. up again, of course. And right. uh, but now, education. There's a lot of a lot of things. I think the the deception we've talked about that is so you can just cut it with a knife. It's so much deception, yeah. and even the way things are written sometimes, you just to discern and to say, okay, what is really the truth, and what are they really saying here? Is you know. Uh, I, th I think the one thing that I've learned about trying to discern the truth, if it's very clear, it's right out there, very clear. I don't care if you're talking about theology, God's word, or some some uh, legislation. It's usually the conservative picture is very clear. It's not muddled with a whole bunch of nuances, right. Right. you know. And right. uh, even even liberalism and theology, it's it's like they use paragraphs to build a case. And the truth is like in one little two or three sentences, right. it's like, here's what God's word means. You know, it's that clear. is very clear. And so that, that clarity, it means it's a lot for me. Uh, I, I use that as a gauge, at least my first gauge, first yeah. filter. Anyway, That's good. Um, anything on the, on the national level, I was talking about some of those 
I don't know, um, these bills that are trying to codify. Do you know where that whole thing is? And I, I believe that there was an effort to do that in the House of the U.S. House of yeah, Representatives. House. I don't think it is going anywhere really? in okay. the Senate. Right. Oh, you don't think it passed right. the House then? I oh, I think if it did, it passed on party line vote. Yeah. But it is a very unpopular measure okay. at the national level. Okay, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I, I was wondering about how that that all would shake out. Well, mm-hmm. well, these are things. Those are sad things. I'm from from the Holy Land, <laughs> going through Kansas. Oh I, man. Yeah, I don't know. Doggone it. Uh, I hate I hate to hear that. And uh, but I you know this is a this is an issue. You know I just think I talked to this guy this just this week. I won't end on this thing, but. Listen, I I think everyone, if everybody could really realize that all their decisions, I don't care whether it's a school board decision, whether it's a an issue, what our kids are reading, what's in the hearts and minds, if whatever you vote on, just remember, someday I'm going to stand before God. Could I defend this vote, or this idea, this my stance before God? That's good. That's that's the fear of God, right? Powerful. You know, and I I think a lot of times the evangelical church, we talk grace, 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 which is wonderful. He's a God of grace, but he's also a God of justice. Right. And there will be a day that every one of us, and there's going to be some stuff that's going to burn, and I'm, mm-hmm. and I'm aware of that and right. in every one of our lives. And uh, by the grace of God, you know, we get through the fire, but I think there's going to be a lot lost. Right. And I think those things that we carry into eternity, rewards and all those things— that's what this Bama seat is all about. That's right. That, I I live with that, and I doesn't mean I know exactly how to vote on every nuance of every situation, but I know that at the end of the day, I'm going to fear God more than man, and sometimes that's the only thing I can stand on because man may not be supporting me. That's right. And that's uh, that's kind of where you started off. Amen. Well, Nathan, thanks for thanks for dropping in, and uh, I don't know, you're probably just on a layover to the next trip you're going to go, but <laughs> I'm sure glad you're here, and uh, thanks for thanks for the report. As always, we te- challenge you all to stand firm, be strong, and very courageous. God bless you guys. <laughs>